A while back, I had lunch with a colleague who had just moved to the Diocese of Alabama. Both of us were starting in new positions. He had been called to be the canon, one of the canons of our cathedral, and I was beginning my tenure as the rector of a church in northern Alabama. We were both participants in a program called Fresh Start. It's a program designed for clergy who are starting something new, a chance to touch base with one another, hear best practices and rehearse with one another how we might handle the transition of starting over, starting something fresh. It was helpful but exhausting. And both of us, all of us in the program were glad when it came to an end. And on that last day that we were together in the diocesan office, in order to celebrate, the bishop decided to take all of us across the street to a fancy restaurant for a nice lunch. It's a polite sort of place where usually business people exchange conversations about what's going on in their work. And so when my friend in the middle of this lunch looked at me and said, Evan, there is something I have to tell you. And when he said it with such seriousness in his tone, it really caught me by surprise. He looked at me and he said, Evan, I need to repent of something I did to you many years ago, and I beg your forgiveness. You might chuckle. I started to chuckle, but when I saw how serious his look was, how desperate he was for this exchange to take place, I knew that I had to listen. He he proceeded to recall for me something that had happened in our past that I had completely forgotten about. Back when we were both in seminary, he at one and I at another, our flag football teams had squared off against one another in a pretty fierce competition. Apparently, I did something that made him angry. And he decided to take that anger out on me by playing very fierce, very rough, in what was supposed to be a fun, friendly game between seminarians. And the remembrance of that, the, the thought of how he had acted on that field so long ago, led him to seek forgiveness from me. I hadn't thought about it in seven years. I thought about telling him that I could barely remember what he was talking about, that it really wasn't worth mentioning, that he didn't need to think twice about it, but I knew that he needed more than that from me. He needed me to help set things right, to play my part in that exchange. And so I looked at him and I thanked him and I assured him that he was forgiven. Why would he care so much? Why would anyone, why would anyone care so much about how he had behaved on a flag football field seven years ago, care so much that you would seek out someone and offer an apology to someone who hadn't thought about that moment in years? Why? Why was forgiveness so important to him? And why was it important that I play my part in that exchange? After Jesus opened the minds of his disciples, he said to them, thus it was written, the Messiah had to suffer and die and on the third day be raised from the dead and repentance and forgiveness must be declared in his name 
to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses to these things. We are witnesses to these things. Literally, we are martyrs to these things. A martyr is someone who bears witness, who proclaims a truth, not only with lips, but with lives. A martyr is someone who shares that truth, even if it costs the martyr his life. You and I weren't in that room that Easter night. We didn't hear Jesus say to us, peace be with you. We didn't get a chance to touch his side or to see the wounds in his hands and his feet. We didn't get to see him eat that piece of broiled fish. And yet you and I are still witnesses of these things, witnesses to the life-giving, life-changing truth that forgiveness means to all people. And if we are going to be about that, if we are going to partake in the presence of the risen Christ in our midst, then we must bear witness to the magnitude of that forgiveness in ways that the whole world can see. As Christians, we have named that for us, for people who believe in Easter, we must make our life about the business of proclaiming the good news of God in Christ. That's part of what we proclaim when we say the baptismal covenant. But what does that mean? What does it mean for you and me to proclaim the good news of God in Christ? It doesn't mean tapping strangers on the shoulder and trying to convince them that the tomb is empty. That's not our job to do. What our calling to do is to bear witness to the truth that because we believe the tomb is empty, forgiveness is real for all people. And not just that kind of passing forgiveness that we might offer as if it mattered not at all to us, but that real, deep, heartfelt forgiveness that we and the whole world is desperate to know. Because Jesus died and was raised, God has set the whole world free from all burdens of guilt and sin and crime and shame. There is no evil that cannot be redeemed. That is what we proclaim this Easter season. That's the miracle of Easter. Not that the stone was rolled away and that the tomb was found empty, but that the risen Christ might come and meet us in order that we might know the magnitude of God's forgiveness so fully that it would overflow to all those we meet. And aren't they desperate to find it? Isn't the world desperate to know that it's okay for them to set their burden down? Aren't the people you know eager to hear that they have been set free? That's what we are about. That's the witness that we bear. If you find it hard to believe that you too could be forgiven, or if you find it hard to find the strength and courage to forgive someone who has wounded you, don't worry. Don't 
try to go back in time to that place to see that the tomb is empty. For us, that truth comes and meets us as it did to those disciples when we are in the presence of the risen Christ. When we break bread in Christ's name, Christ is here with us. Christ is here to show himself to us, to remind us of that truth. If you've heard that proclamation that the tomb is empty, but haven't yet found the full power of that forgiveness, don't worry, because you're in the right place. This is the place where that truth becomes real to us. This is the place where Christ meets us and calls us to be his witnesses. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.